And so my brothers and sisters, since the beginning of time, humanity has had trouble staying focused. No matter who you are, no matter what your vocation, no matter how intelligent or intelligent you are, no matter how smart or spiritual you are, we all struggle with staying focused. In the modern day world we live in, distractions are a daily and everyday routine. Not only do we have people in our presence that distract us, but we now have this little old device that we carry with us everywhere we go, and some of us even sleep with it called the smartphone. And to top it all off, the smartphone has apps that are designed to attract and to distract us from other things that we should be doing on a daily basis. So much so that we stay focused on the app and not on what we're supposed to be doing. And, and in fact, we have become so focused on the apps that we fight to see how many friends or likes we can get. And is there anyone here or online that is willing to admit that Facebook, Instagram, 24-hour news from sources we don't know, and GPS has gotten some of us into a world of mess? Oh, I know y'all don't want to talk to me this morning, but I'll say amen myself. Amen? And so as a result, our anxiety is high. We don't listen, and most of the time, we certainly don't think. I don't know how many stories I have read where people have had made a right or left turn and ran into a ditch or ravine where there was no place to turn, simply because they refused to think for themselves and stay focused on what they were doing just because the GPS said turn right, they turn right anyhow. And in fact, even if we're honest with ourselves, some of us here in my presence as well as online are refusing to take the vaccine for COVID. And I know of, and I have heard of major members of the same family dying from the deadly disease because of what we saw or what they saw or read on Facebook or Instagram. Distractions. Our distractions on this device seems to be making some of us dumber and dumber by the minute. Now y'all can call it what you want, but I'm preaching today. We're getting dumber and dumber by the minute. We don't believe science but we do believe what we read or hear on our smartphone. In fact, it has distracted us so much that we refuse to believe what is happening right in front of us. We, we refuse to believe that COVID is real and people are dying by the thousands on a daily basis. We refuse to believe that the vaccine is safe when close to 300 million people have taken it and there have been less than 7,000 deaths. But 637,439 people as of yesterday 
had died from COVID that did not take the vaccine. And yet some of us are so distracted by what we read on our smartphone, Facebook, and Instagram that we choose death over life. Hmm. Distractions. Distractions. And in our scripture this morning, because I won't be with you long, in our scripture this morning, we find Martha. You know, most of the time people read this scripture, they concentrate more on Mar Martha and, Ma and Mary and make the, make the comparison, right? But in our scripture this morning, we find Martha. And I'm going to talk about Martha this morning. Who lived in the town of Bethany, just a couple of miles east of Jerusalem. And Martha was the one who graciously invites her friend Jesus and his disciples into her home. Since there was no calling ahead by using a smartphone, we can assume that they just showed up on her doorsteps. And Martha may have had some influence as her home was large enough to accommodate Jesus and his disciples for lodging. And she had enough food to feed them all. And so Martha also shows her courageous side by having a close friendship and relationship with Jesus and housing him. Because you see, in Martha's day, it was dangerous to associate too closely with Jesus as the authorities were trying to find a way to kill him. Even though it was dangerous, Martha was willing to face the consequences and let everyone know of her devotion to her, to him. And I don't know about you, but all of us need some friends like that every once in a while, don't we? And so, but even in the midst of her loyalty and courage to Jesus, we find in First Voidy that Mary, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Because you see, Jesus was teaching and speaking to the gathering group. Meanwhile, while Jesus was teaching and, and, and teaching and speaking to the group, Martha was busy making sure her guests were comfortable and well-fed. And we should commend her for a gift of service in seeing to the needs of others because domestic work would have been the norm for women in her time. She was simply doing what she was expected to do. And so my brothers and sisters, even in the day's time, domestic work is not the curse that a lot of us see it to be. Y'all know what I'm talking about, huh? Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, sisters. Y'all know, don't you? Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. And so, so, so I don't know why, but in our scripture we find that Martha, Martha had a sister, Mary, who instead of helping her with the domestic chores, was sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. So, but, 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 but something happened while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and Martha was busy, didn't it? And so, so suddenly, and I, and I don't know why, but Martha, possibly because she was hot and tired from all the cooking and cleaning or possibly because she was upset that Mary was not helping her cooking clean, she found her way to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care? that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. 
And she goes on to tell Jesus, tell her to help me. And my and Jesus gently reminds Martha that she was worried and upset about nothing. And that Mary had chosen what is better and that it would not be taken away from her. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, Martha, Martha was distracted from Jesus. And one of our largest problems and most fundamental problems as Christians is being distracted from God. Because you see, when we are distracted from God, then we are distracted from the purpose that God has for our life. And so from our scripture reading this morning, there are three things we can learn from Martha. And the three things that I want to talk to you about this morning is this. Distractions show what you love. Distractions causes anxiety. And distractions remind you that you still need God. Amen? Amen? And, and so distractions show what you love. Look at verse 40. In other words, your attention chooses to run to what is important to you. So look, Jesus arrives. He is invited in. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she decides to work and get busy in the kitchen rather than listen to Jesus. Jesus is in our presence and he is teaching. And rather than learn from Jesus, Martha chooses to get busy in the kitchen. So my brothers and sisters, an opportunity of a lifetime shows up and she chooses the lesser. Martha chooses to get busy rather than learn from the master. She chooses to cook and clean rather than learn from the master. Her attention shifted from Jesus to cooking and cleaning. So in other words, her, her attention shifted from the greater to the lesser. Her attention chose to run to what was important to her at this astounding moment in her life. So in other words, her attention revealed her heart and it showed what she loved. And my brothers and sisters, before you look too harshly at Martha, <laughs> let me remind you that all of us struggle with balance and priorities in our life. At monumental times in our life, some of us get busy doing the things we love to do rather than spending time in the Word. We play golf rather than go to church. We go to meetings not related to church rather than go to Bible study. We get up early to go to work every day, but we can't get up early at least one time a month to dial in to our prayer line. We choose to socialize with friends rather than socializing with Jesus. So in other words, we choose the lesser rather than focus our attention on the greater. So I knew it was going to be quiet this morning, but, 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 but look, look, look at here. In other words, what we choose to do shows us 
where our love is. For the Bible says in Matthew 6 and 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Isn't that what it says? And so, and my brothers and sisters, I believe that Mary was doing the right, honorable, and faithful thing by taking the time to sit at the feet of Jesus rather than get involved with chores or get involved with washing clothes, get involved with cooking and cleaning. So in other words, it could be said that Mary's priorities were in the right order. Rather than do chores, she listened to Jesus. Rather than get caught up in the traditions of the day, she listened to Jesus. Rather than worry about what, about what somebody else was doing, she listened to Jesus. So you see, my brothers and sisters, Mary chose the greater over the lesser. And my brothers and sisters, there is something to be said when Jesus has priority in your life because what we do with Christ is far more important than what we do for Christ. What we do with Christ is more important than what we do for Christ. What we do, I'm going to say it to y'all because they ain't got it over here yet. What we do for Christ, huh? or what we do with Christ, is more important than what we do for Christ. I'm going to try y'all again. What we do with Christ is more important than what we do for Christ. Well, I wish I had about two or three of y'all that understand what I'm saying here to give God some praise in this house this morning. Because what you do with Christ takes care of everything else. Because the Bible tells us to do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all this other stuff will be added into you. I wish I had a witness who could testify that the more you sought Christ, the more things were added into your life. And so, and so the key, the key, the key, the key is this. The key is the heart. Because what we do with Christ is reflected in the heart. And the heart leads us to what we love. I always tell people, I don't have to figure out, you don't have to tell me nothing about yourself. All I got to do is watch you for a little while, and I know what's in you. If you got to tell me what's in you, I, I tune you out right away. Because while I'm in your presence for a few minutes, you can fool me. But a little bit over time, you can't, <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't practice being Christ-like all the time unless you are really Christ-like. Huh? You, you can't practice being Christ-like for 15 minutes because 60 minutes from now, I know because your heart will reveal itself. Amen? And so the key, the key to all of this is to have the right balance. Jesus Christ first, for the Bible tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Then others 
Because we're also told in Scripture to love your neighbor as yourself, what the Bible calls is the second greatest commandment. And then ourselves come after that. Amen? And you know, that's what I can't understand about people refusing to wear masks and people refusing to, to take the vaccine. It's really not about you. It's always about somebody else. And so, and so, and so, my brothers and sisters, distractions show what you love. But distractions causes anxiety. Hmm. Verse 41. So with Jesus present, Martha ended up focusing on her sister Mary rather than Jesus. I don't know why, but but again, Martha possibly got hot and tired from all the cooking and cleaning, and y'all know how it is. She just got fed up. And she was so fed up that in verse 40, she went to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And, it, and, and it's got an exclamation point there because that was emphatic to Mary, she, to, to, to Martha. She said, tell her to help me. And Jesus gently reminds Martha that she was worried and upset about nothing. So in other words, Martha's distraction caused anxiety. Because Martha chose the lesser over the greater, she acted like the lesser. Hmm. Because Martha chose the lesser over the greater, she acted like the lesser. So in other words, Martha got caught up in who was doing all the work. Martha got caught up in competition. Martha's distraction got off focus on the things of this world rather than the things of God. And there are times in our lives when we choose the lesser over the great. And in the midst of our focusing on the temporary over the eternal, we too get anxious about things, don't we? And, and when anxiety comes knocking at your door or come knocking in your life, anxiety reminds us of our limited power. It reminds us of our limited abilities. And it reminds us of our weaknesses. And my brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but anxiety takes a toll on your life. In fact, it has been said that anxiety brings old age before it's time. And we know that anxiety is not of God. We are told in Philippians 4 and 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and supplication or petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So when you choose the lesser over the greater, it can cause anxiety. You know, there, there, there are people, I deal with people every day, every day. And I deal with jailhouse conversions, as I tell people. Suddenly, on the outside, 
They're just as demonic as they can be and just as evil as they can be. But suddenly when they get locked up, suddenly there's a conversion. And I always tell them whenever the Lord leads me to. I talk about the distractions in their life that leads them to be where they are. Whether it be distractions of family, whether it be distractions of drugs, whether it be distractions of alcohol, whether it be distractions of women, men, whatever it is, I always take them back to what the distraction is. Because see, you can't start to talk to someone about Christ until you take them back to the distraction. And once you get them to the distraction, I always remind them because then you can see the anxiety over their lives and the anxiety that comes over their face and the tears forming up in their eyes as you start talking about the distractions that got them where they are. And as soon as, so, as, soon as it gets there, they're reminded by me that God never created them for this purpose. God never created them for the purpose of living the rest of their life in prison. God created them for much more than what they found themselves in. And you, under the sound of my voice online and on the telephone, you need to be reminded every day that the Lord created you for more than what you are right now. Amen. I don't care how bad things look in your life. Understand that God created you more than what you are right now. I don't care how bad things may look. God created you for more than what you see right now. And you can't listen to people because people always want to jack you up. People always want to know more than you do. People always want to sound better than you do. People always want to look better than you do. People always want to be one step ahead of you. And so you have to be careful about who you listen to. But there's one thing that is, that is more true than it has ever been since the beginning of time. That you were created in the image of God. And if you were created in the image of God, then guess what? You are more than what you are right now. And so, and so, so, so Martha, 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 we know that looking at Martha, we know that her, that, that her, that her distractions caused her anxiety. But even though she had found anxiety because of her distractions, she went to Jesus. So, so our distractions show that what you love. Our distractions also causes anxiety. But distraction reminds us that we still need God. Amen? So, so look, look, look at what happened. In the same verses, Martha's distraction humbled her to the point that her anxiety caused her to realize that she needed God. In verse 4, she went to Jesus. 
And she said to him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? So what did she do when she got distracted and got anxious about things? She went to Jesus. And she told Jesus to tell Mary to help her. But what does Jesus do? Jesus gently reminds Martha that she was worried and upset about nothing. And that few things are needed. And he says, indeed, only one. So in other words, Martha, why, why are you so upset about what somebody's doing when you're in my presence? And I believe the problem with most of us today, we can't get rid of anxiety because we go into the presence of God, right? But we don't understand the power that he wields in, in our lives. That's what I believe. I believe distractions has more power in our lives at times than Jesus does. I thought I was going to have a, I thought I was coming here energetic, ready to go, but, but, the, way, the, but the, way, the way this thing is flown out, it's just gotten real serious. Uh, <laughs> it just got real serious. I, I done planned out, okay, we're going to go in here, we're going to get this thing done, and we're going to shout out of here, but no, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. It's obvious within my spirit that all of us are struggling with distractions. And it's obvious that all of us are very serious about what is, what is coming at you right now. And it's obvious that God is speaking not only to you, but to me too. Amen? Amen? And so, and, so, and so what God is trying to tell us is that we need to manage our distractions. Amen? And we have to manage our distractions by taking... By, by understanding that when we get distracted and anxiety shows up in our lives, that we need to go into the presence of the Lord. Amen? And so, and so when we look at what, what, what Martha's doing, Martha says, while Martha is distracted, she never lost sight of needing God. She may have chosen the lesser over the greater, but because of her anxiety, she realized she needed God. So she went to Christ worried and upset. And he reminded her that she was upset and worried about nothing. And I imagine he reminded her that she was upset and worried about nothing because when you have the presence of Jesus, very little is needed. In fact, all you need is one, and that one thing is what? Faith in Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, when we choose ourselves, the lesser over the greater, and in the midst of our focusing on the temporary over the eternal, we too get anxious about things, don't we? And when anxiety comes knocking in our lives, Anxiety will remind us of our limited power. Anxiety will remind us of our limited abilities. 
Anxiety will remind us of our weaknesses, and anxiety will remind us that we need to go to the greater. It reminds us that we need to return to the greater. It reminds us that we need to make our way to Jesus because it is Jesus where we find our peace, and it is Jesus who can make everything all right. Oh, I wish I had about two or three witnesses in this house this morning that could stand up and celebrate with me that, what, that everything that you messed up, Jesus made it all right. Amen. I don't care what you chose to do last week, and it may have been wrong, the wrong decision in the time of spiritual man, but in the sight of the spiritual God, everything was made all right. You would have anybody that went down a wrong street, but the Lord saved you, turned you around, and turned you back out to the right place where you were supposed to be? Is there anybody that went on their job one morning, and they turned you out saying, we don't need you no more? But God showed up and said, the devil is a liar. Go on down the street, fill out this application, and I'm going to show you what I'm going to do in your life. Is there anybody in this house who said the world told no, but Christ said yes? Oh, I wish somebody could celebrate me and could really understand what God is doing in your life. We need to stop taking for granted what God does for us because what God has for you is for you alone and for you indeed. Amen. Is there anybody out here that got something on your life and you know that God got it for you and come hell or high water, you're going to step through the mud. You're going to step through the rain. You're going to step and turn flips back, somersault, whatever you got to do to do whatever God has called you to do. Amen. I don't care about what people think about you. I don't care about what people say about you. It doesn't matter as long as you got King Jesus. Amen.